amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Welcome to Fire Talk Radio, teaching the unfiltered Word of God with the anointing of His Spirit, with subjects on eternity and the choices we make that determine our eternal destiny. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Fire Talk Radio. I am so glad that you joined me tonight. And um, uh, tonight we're going to be continuing our series on healing is the children's bread. But it looks like we lost Brother Frank. We did have him on the call there. And uh, so, but um, uh, we're going to be continuing the series tonight on healing is the children's bread. And, uh, Brother Frank was talking about how there's a lot of, uh, well, you know, with the rain and everything that's taking place, uh, that's going on, that with the rain, it's really, it's it's knocking off a lot of, you know, it's not doing very, very good weather-wise and phone call-wise and, and technical-wise, so... With his call coming in, it's it's really hard to say what's going to happen. So I'm going to try him back one more time. And I know that he did say that if he's not, if the call is going to keep dropping, it's, it's because of the weather. And then I'll just have to take over. So I'll try him, try him one more time, and I'll let him know that he's dropped. And and uh, as as he was saying, if it doesn't it doesn't work then uh then um i'm just going to have to take over and and uh but just to let you know that uh um give you a couple of announcements here on on uh on let me see on monday is is the show normally at at um, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And then also on Tuesdays, uh, normally is Dr. Frank Summerall's Bible Study at 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Or on Saturdays, there is going to be... um, On Saturdays, there is... I'm doing a... Unless there's a, a another show or another subject or topic, then normally on Saturday I do a healing a healing show or it's a healing teaching I should say not a show but it's a healing teaching and um, so it's a healing teaching with Doctor uh, with myself that's doing a teaching so um, so I'm going to uh, actually have you ever wondered with your life, if uh, your life ever actually made a difference in the lives of other people. And, uh, you know, if you ever made a difference in their lives and, uh, or, you know, what could you do as one person? 
What could you do as as one person? You know, what does my life count for anything? Uh, could I really do anything with my life? Could I really be used by God? Well, you know, um, a lot of people, a lot of people think that a lot of people struggle with that. Like, what can me, one person, do? Uh, what can I do with with my life? And so, but there was a man in uh, in Australia, and he witnessed a lot of people, and he. He just was faithful every single day, and he was faithful to the point where he did not know whether or not the people received Jesus. And, um, you know, he did not know. So I'm sure that he might have thought, what could I ever do with my life? Uh, What have I, you know, what could I do and what have I done? And could I make a difference? Could I make a difference for the kingdom of God? And I'm going to play a short clip for you. It's about a man who witnessed on George Street in Australia is really pretty pretty powerful, and it shows you the difference of what one man can do and make in the world. This message is non-copyright. Duplication is encouraged. A number of years ago, in a Baptist church in Crystal Palace in southern London, the Sunday morning service was closing, and a stranger stood up at the back, raised his hand, he said, Excuse me, Pastor. Can I share a little testimony? The pastor looked at his watch. He said, you've got three minutes. And this man proceeded. He said, I've just moved into this area. I used to live in another part of London. I came from Sydney in Australia. And just a few months back, I was visiting some relatives. And I was walking down George Street. You know where George Street is in Sydney. It runs from the business hub out to the rocks, the colonial area. And he said, a strange little white-haired man stepped out of a shop doorway, put a pamphlet in my hand, and he said, excuse me, sir, are you saved? If you die tonight, are you going to heaven? He said, I was astounded by those words. Nobody had ever told me that. I thanked him courteously, and all the way on British Airlines, back to Heathrow, this puzzled me. I called a friend who lived in this new area, where I'm living now, and thank God he was a Christian. He led me to Christ, and I'm a Christian, and I want a fellowship here. And Baptists love testimonies like it. Everyone applauded and welcomed him into the fellowship. That Baptist pastor flew to Adelaide in Australia the next week, and ten days later, in the middle of a three-day series in a Baptist church in Adelaide, A woman came to him for counseling, and he wanted to establish where she stood with Christ. And she said, I used to live in Sydney. And just a couple of months back, I was visiting friends in Sydney, doing some last-minute shopping down George Street, and a strange little white-haired man, elderly man, stepped out of a shop doorway, offered me a pamphlet, and said, Excuse me, ma'am, are you saved? If you die tonight, are you going to heaven? She said, I was disturbed by those words. When I got back to Adelaide, I knew this Baptist church was on the next block from me, and I sought out the pastor, and he led me to Christ. So, sir, I'm telling you that I am a Christian. Now, this London pastor was now very puzzled. Twice, within a fortnight, he'd heard the same testimony. He then flew to preach in the Mount Pleasant Baptist Church in Perth. And when his teaching series was over, the senior elder of that church took him out for a meal. And he said, mate, how'd you get saved? He said, I grew up in this church from the age of 15 through Boys Brigade. Never made a commitment to Jesus, just hopped on the bandwagon like everybody else. And because of my business ability, grew up to a place of influence. I was on a business outing in Sydney just three years ago, and an obnoxious, spiteful little man stepped out of a shop doorway, offered me a religious pamphlet, cheap junk, and accosted me with a question. Excuse me, sir, are you saved? If you die tonight, are you going to heaven? He said, I tried to tell him I was a Baptist elder. He wouldn't listen to me. He said, I was seething with anger all the way home on Qantas to, to Perth. 
He said, I told my pastor, thinking he would sympathize with me, and my pastor agreed. He had been disturbed for years, knowing that I didn't have a relationship with Jesus, and he was right. And my pastor led me to Jesus just three years ago. Now, this London preacher flew back to the UK and was speaking at the Keswick Convention in the Lake District. And he threw in these three testimonies. At the close of his teaching session, four elderly pastors came up and said, we got saved between 25 and 35 years ago, respectively, through that little man on George Street giving us a tract and asking us that question. He then flew the following week to a similar Keswick Convention in the Caribbean, to missionaries. And he shared the testimonies. At the close of his teaching session, three missionaries came up and said, we got saved between 15 and 25 years ago, respectively, through that little man's testimony and asking us that same question on George Street in Sydney. Coming back to London, he stopped outside Atlanta, Georgia, to speak at a naval chaplain's convention. And when his three days of revving these naval chaplains up, over a thousand of them, in soul winning, the chaplain general took him out for a meal. And he said, how did you become a Christian? He said, well, it was miraculous. I was a rating on a United States battleship, and I lived a reprobate life. We were doing exercises in the South Pacific, and we docked in Sydney Harbor for replenishment. We hit King's Cross with a vengeance. I got blind drunk. I got on the wrong bus, got off in George Street. And <laughs> as I got off the bus, I thought it was a ghost. This elderly, white-haired man jumped in front of me, pushed a pamphlet in my hand, and said, Sailor, are you saved? If you die tonight, you're going to heaven. He said, the fear of God hit me immediately. I was shocked sober and ran back to the battleship, sought out the chaplain. The chaplain led me to Christ. And I soon began to prepare for the ministry under his guidance. And here I am in charge of over a thousand chaplains and we're bent on soul winning today. That London preacher, six months later, flew to do a convention for 5,000 Indian missionaries in a remote corner of northeastern India. And at the end... The Indian missionary in charge, a humble little man, took him home to his humble little home for a simple meal. And he said, how did you, as a Hindu, come to Christ? He said, I was in a very privileged position. I worked for the Indian diplomatic mission. And I traveled the world. And I am so glad for the forgiveness of Christ and his blood covering my sin, because I'd be very embarrassed if people found out what I got into. He said, one bout of diplomatic service took me to Sydney. And I was doing some last-minute shopping laden with parcels of toys and clothing for my children, walking down George Street. And this courteous little white-haired man stepped out in front of me, offered me a pamphlet, and said, Excuse me, sir, are you saved? If you die tonight, are you going to heaven? He said, I thanked him very much, but this disturbed me. I got back to my town, I sought out the Hindu priest, and he couldn't help me. But he gave me some advice. He said, just to satisfy your curious mind, nothing else, go and talk to the missionary in the mission house at the end of the road. And that was fatal advice. He said, because that day the missionary led me to Christ, I quit Hinduism immediately, and then began to study for the ministry. I left the diplomatic service, and here I am, by God's grace, in charge of all these missionaries, and we are winning hundreds of thousands of people to Christ. Well, eight months later... That Crystal Palace Baptist pastor was ministering in Sydney, in Gymea, southern suburb of Sydney. And he said to the Baptist minister, do you know a little man, an elderly little man, who witnesses and hands out tracts on George Street? And he said, I do. His name is Mr. Genor, G-E-N-O-R. But I don't think he does it anymore. He's too frail and elderly. The man said, I want to meet him. Two nights later, they went around to this little apartment, knocked on the door, and this tiny, frail little man opened the door. He sat them down, made them some tea, and he was so frail he was slopping tea into the saucer as he shook. And as he sat with them, this London preacher told him all these accounts over the previous three years. 
This little man sat with tears running down his cheeks. He said, my story goes like this. He said, I was a rating on an Australian warship and I lived a reprobate life and in a crisis, I really hit the wall and one of my colleagues whom I gave literal hell was there to help me. He led me to Jesus and the change in my life was night to day in 24 hours and I was so grateful to God. I promised God that I would share Jesus in a simple witness with at least 10 people a day. As God gave me strength, sometimes I was ill, I couldn't do it, but I made up for it for other times. I wasn't paranoid about it, but I have done this for over 40 years, and in my retirement years, the best place was on George Street. There were hundreds of people. I got lots of rejections, but a lot of people courteously took the tracks. And he said, in 40 years of doing this, I've never heard of one single person coming to Jesus until today. Do you know, I would say that has to be commitment. That has to be just sheer gratitude and love for Jesus to do that, not hearing of any results. Margarita did a little count. That's 146,100 people. That simple little non-charismatic Baptist man influenced somehow to Jesus. And I believe what God was showing that Baptist minister was the tip of the tip of the tip of the tip of this iceberg. Goodness knows how many more had been arrested for Christ and were doing huge jobs out in the mission field. Mr. Genor died two weeks later. And can you imagine the reward he went home to in heaven? I doubt if his face would ever have appeared on Charisma magazine. I doubt if there would ever have been a write-up with a photograph in Billy Graham's Decision magazine, as beautiful as those magazines are. Nobody except a little group of Baptists in southern Sydney knew about Mr. Genor, but I'll tell you his name was famous in heaven. Heaven knew Mr. Genor, and you can imagine the welcome and the red carpet and the fanfare he went home to when he arrived in glory. Wow, that's powerful. That is really, really powerful. Can you imagine your whole life thinking that that you're not going to... Uh, that you're not going to, that maybe your life has not made a difference. And and then you're out there and you're witnessing to people faithfully, not ever knowing if any single one of them ever called upon the name of the Lord. And this man faithfully, faithfully witnessed. And uh, he, he witnessed without knowing whether or not these people whether or not they they said yes, some of them, you know, they politely took the tracks, but they took the little pamphlets, but they they he never really knew the the huge harvest of souls that he actually won, and he only knew a percentage. As that man was saying, it was the tip of the tip of the tip of the tip of the iceberg, and that was a huge amount. That was a huge amount of people. I'll tell you that much. And uh, so that to me is uh, is amazing of how, uh, of how one person's life can actually, I mean, can make a difference. I don't know if you've ever seen that show, It's a Wonderful Life with Jimmy Stewart and and how how his life gets to be so stressed out in that point to where he's, he doesn't even want to be born. And he says he wishes he had, he was never born, born 
And that angel grants his wish. And he uh, he ends up um, seeing what his life was like and what it would have been like if he had not been born. And that's that's pretty powerful right there because he finds out the difference that it, that he actually really did make in people's lives. Um, and so I think that us as people can can think we're significant, insignificant, especially if we compare ourselves with other people who are maybe doing something really huge in the body of Christ or even just whatever whatever they're doing in their in their life. Um, we compare ourselves then. So we compare ourselves to other people. Uh, we're never actually going to win with that. So, but um, I have a caller on the line. Some of you may have heard her before. Um, and it was, the series was called The Fire of God Will Empower and Equip. And she's called in tonight. And so I'm going to answer that call and We'll see what what awesome things she has to say about the Word of God. This is a friend of mine. We went to Bible college together, and she was uh, um, very instrumental in in the things of, of God. She has a she's in it during her own ministry. She does internet. Actually, teaches Bible college on, over the air on Skype to different countries. So, I'm going to answer her call right now. Welcome to Fire Talk Radio. Is that you, Donna? And she might be having technical difficulties, too, unless it's the weather, you know. It's been a lot of rain. But, Donna, are you there, Donna? Can you hear me? Yes, I'm live on the air. I can hear you now. Welcome to Fire Talk Radio. You're live. Oh, good. I'm glad to be with you tonight. I've been having a few technical difficulties myself with the Internet, (laughs) so... Uh, if you drop me, you'll know why. <laughs> oh, okay. How's your phone doing? Is it okay or you're not really sure? It's doing all right. We'll just go with the phone and see what happens. I know that Brother Frank was saying earlier when he had called in before when we were speaking on the, you know, we were speaking on, you know, before you get on, you have like about 15 minutes or 10 minutes, a couple of minutes here and there, and he. And since the, the the weather the way it is, he said that if you know he, he's been having some issues with his phone, uh, calling different places, not just here but dropping and just having some technical issues. So he said if, if it drops, he'll try and call him. He says it's not up to me to take over. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you know, earlier I don't know if you were listening earlier or not, but I. Um, after Frank's call dropped, I had thought about, and lately I've been thinking a lot about how as people, uh, just as one person, maybe sometimes I think, what can my one life do and, and how can I affect other people? How can I affect people for the kingdom of God? And, um, and then I, I thought about, this uh, Australian man, he lived in Australia, and he witnessed on George Street, and he was faithful, and he didn't know how many, he, the majority of the time, he did not know if the people said yes to Jesus, 
they just took the track and then they they uh but until later he did not know how many lives that he affected. And I don't know if you were listening, but I am referring to the man on George Street. You may or may not remember that clip. I do remember that clip. Yeah, so I mean, have you ever had well actually first of all let me let me uh um let me uh si- uh let me go on a sidetrack on that. I, I was kind of curious, and the people may be interested. Maybe you can explain a little bit um, what you do online in the different countries where you preach at. You don't have to divulge, you know, sensitive information, but um, you know, what is it that you do? Because I know I, I explain to people, and and I know that we were in Bible college together, and um, and uh, you know, but I know that uh, you, you're God's using in a mighty way, and you don't even have to leave your your computer. You want to tell us a little bit about that, Donna? All right. Well, you know, really, the Lord just opened the doors for me to be able to, um, I I, I go on uh, video calling, and I go, right now I'm going into India and Pakistan and into areas of Africa. Uh, and I go online and we do, I do a video call and they actually are putting it up on a big screen. So everybody there, sometimes 75 to a hundred people actually there. And then I, and I do the teachings and all, and I just, you know, I'm doing it right here from my home, but yet able to reach out into these other countries. Uh, I've done a healing series. I'm fixing to start a series right now on faith. So, you know, it's just exciting to be able to to go into other countries and reach out and yet still be right here at home doing what I need to do as far as taking care of things here on the home front. That is really, really powerful. That 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 That's awesome. I mean, do you know how much time that would take in the natural to, to fly, oh, how much... Na- how much expense to fly to these places, and and you're t- how many places a week are you going? I mean, uh, I'm, going uh, are you, yeah. I'm going into three different countries weekly, so you know that would just almost be impossible in the natural, you know, to to physically fly to these areas. That is so true because in the in the flying, you know, it would take time, expenses, and the, unless those countries together, and even still, you'd be really, really, really tired. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. And 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 uh, you know, it's 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 just amazing the way the Lord works things out because. Uh, I actually am unable to travel to leave the United States because of having a problem with being able to get a hold of a birth certificate to to get a passport and all. And yet my heart was always for, you know, reaching to these other countries. And I always thought, you know, but but Lord, that seems to be something I'll never be able to do in the natural um, because of these hindrances I have with the the uh, issue with the birth certificate and all. And yet the Lord opened up the doors for me to go into these countries anyhow without ever having to leave the United States. That is, that is so amazing because God knows your heart and nothing is impossible to him and only he could, only he could just, do something like that. Only he could come up with such a creative way because he is so creative. Amen. So, 
Yes, basically only he, you know, only he could do that. And I think that's awesome the way that happens. And and how did the door actually open up to you to do that? Well, actually, um, I had been spending a little time on uh, on Facebook, and I had had uh, become friends with an evangelist in uh, that's in uh, Africa. And him and I would spend a lot of time talking back and forth on the on the internet and praying with each other and and encouraging each other and all. And through that, several other people from other countries that were friends with his uh, ended up friending me. And one thing led to another, and then uh, they they actually got a hold of me and said, hey, would you be willing to do this? We we really feel like we would like to have you do this. And they actually helped show me how to do it. And, how, you know, because I was not, um, had not really ever used the video calling at all before. And so they actually walked me through it and showed me how to connect with them to be able to teach. Wow. And then you had the interpreter and... How, and I guess you have to – now, I know that there is – I don't know if Skype is the same, but I know with radio there's a six-second delay. Sometimes people can be watching TV, and they've got a um, somebody in another part of the state or even the country, and then they're asking them something. They're like standing there like they didn't hear them and looking. They're just with, you know staring at the TV, and people are wondering, okay, didn't you hear them? But there's a six-second delay. Is that the same on Skype? Uh, yes, we have a little bit of delay. It's not always a- as much as you do on television or radio, but the- we do run into problems with delays. Um, our- our- well, it's not a problem. We just, you know, it's-, it's something we just have to be aware of. Right. And and do you have any testimonies to share that maybe um, uh, that's on your heart, the Lord's laid on your heart to share? Well, you know, just, um, you know, uh, I'm constantly getting um, word that um, they are, you know, that the the people there are responding well, that their healing's taking place. And and most importantly, the greatest miracle is people are giving their lives to the Lord. Um, As you well know, in, in school, we learned to use what's called the gospel soul winning script. And I have shared that with them. I have emailed them copies of it so they can download it for their people and uh they are you now you taking that script and going out into their countries and going soul winning that is powerful that is so awesome that they're going out into their communities i saw something somebody posted on facebook and uh and it had a picture of a box of matches with all, you know how they have that red part before they're lit and everything, and it uh-huh. showed one. It showed one match with a. Uh, it was already lit and it had the flame out of it, and then the other ones had just the redheads. And then it says one person on fire can set set the you know d- just make the world a difference, set the world on fire because basically all it takes is that match and you you put it near the other ones and you've got the whole thing is you know on fire right there. That's right. That's right. It, it and it spreads. It, it it definitely spreads. You know, when when you take one person or even just a small handful of people that really get the the fire of God in them and they get excited about going out and and witnessing 
um, then everyone around them is contagious. They start wanting to go out. And, uh, you know, it just it becomes uh, a, a bigger and bigger and bigger fire, um, you know, that spread, spreads through the area. Right. It's it's like if you've ever looked at if you've ever been driving by and and seen a bunch of dried up bushes and then you've got maybe a couple of green ones here and there spread another gospel and just the fire just like if somebody accidentally drops a match or a cigarette or a spark, then that whole thing is engulfed and then, you know, it spreads basically like that saying goes, spreads like wildfire. And it it goes, it goes all over the place and, and, uh, you know, and it can't be contained. That's right. And, you know, and in the natural, if that, if that dried area, you know, gets started to burning and then the wind starts blowing, then that spreads it even further and even faster. And it will take and it will carry even the smallest ember and spread it even, you know, several miles away and start and, and get the fire started in other areas. And, you know, in, in that's in the natural, but, you know, that works that way actually in the supernatural, too, and with God, because the Holy Spirit is that wind behind it. And the Holy Spirit will take that fire that's on one person that's out sharing and will take and blow those sparks over to others around until it keeps spreading and spreading and spreading. Um, and, you know, as it spreads, then the, the, the love of God and the Word of God is going out further and further. That's a good analogy right there, and that is so true. The wind of the Holy Spirit is spreading the flame, the fire of God. That is really, really good analogy. I was uh, was just thinking about how, you know, we had, we had, um, we had, we had done that show together on the fire of God equips and empowers or empowers and equips and how, um, how that happens. And I was thinking about, I mean, I I don't know if I, I don't remember if I shared or not on that one show, but talking about how I remember uh, one of the pastors was sharing an analogy or illustration. He'd gone someplace and, uh, they had a flash fire, you know. You call I've, I've heard of flash floods, but that they also have like flash fires where it just goes real fast and it's like a flash and it's gone. Well, when that happens, uh, afterwards you can still see the weeds and things like that, you know, on the surface of the ground. You can still see those, but those those haven't been taken away. But with the fire of God, if we allow Him to come and burn those things out of us, He's not going to be a flash fire. We want him to be that fire that's continually, continually burning in us and burning out all the, all the garbage, all those weeds that need to be pulled up, the things that aren't pleasing to him. So we need to have that fire constantly burning and feeding it and allowing the wind of the Holy Spirit to to have that that flame get larger in us and to to in order to burn that stuff out and to keep us on fire because as they say, a fly can't land on a hot plate. And another thing is they say, they have that saying around our church, um, All uh, if you have uh, too much spirit or if you're all spirit, uh, all, all the, you know, then you're going to blow, uh, blow up. If you're too much or too much spirit and you're going to blow up too much word and you're going to dry up, if you have both, then you're going to grow up. Amen. Amen. 
And, you know, another thing about the fire is, you know, in the natural, if a person gets burned um, after they've healed up, after you know, afterwards, when you look at them, for the rest of their lives, you can tell that they had been burned. You can tell they were in a fire because of the markings at least, the scarring that it leaves on a on a person that's visible. And, you know, it's it's the same way in our lives. When the fire of God comes and, and touches us and it, it, it reaches into us, people are going to be able to see the difference. They're going to be able to see the, the, the for lack of a better word, the scars, you know, the, the, the good for, um, that, that that fire has done in us. There's gonna, they're going to be able to see a change in us. Uh, a change for a better, a change in the way we act, in the way we respond to other people, in the way we respond to things in life in general. Uh, you know, our, our whole attitude, everything about us is going to change for the better because it's going to be changed by the fire of God. That is very, very true. And uh, I know that... Uh, I think maybe uh, maybe a better word and uh, than scars for the fire god might be his branding mark. Right, <laughs> we're branded. Yeah, that, that would be much together. better. I was trying to trying to put something oh, together I there, know. and I thought, well, scars not really good, but uh, you know, it, it, it will be obvious. People will be able to see the change when when the, when the fire of God has truly come and worked in our lives. Definitely, definitely. And I think you know how they they brand those poor cows and the herds that they have and all those things. It's the yeah. Holy Ghost that comes and 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 uh, empowers us and brands us with a the fire that puts H S Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit property. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I, I put up a deal. Of course, you uh, you know you're aware that I, I love horses. I've got a lot of background in in having a farm or a ranch and uh, the animals and everything. And just yesterday, I think it was it may maybe even today, I had seen a deal and I ended I put it up on my Facebook page that says uh, a cowboy without a horse is like a like a Christian without the Holy Spirit. I like that. I saw that. I was like, wow, that is so true. And then I looked at the picture, and I was just, whoa, <laughs> that is so true, because I was looking at that, and I thought, wow. Because I looked at the picture, it has it has the, because um, for the listeners, uh, there was a, you know, my picture, like a Marlboro man, like a Marlboro cowboy. He's all cowboyed out. you think it was a Western. He looked just like a cowboy. But even in the picture, and you're looking at the cowboy, but there's no horse by him. There's no horse in the background. And you're thinking, something's missing here. Well, it's like she said. With a, a, How does it go again? A cowboy without a horse is like the, a Christian without the Holy Spirit. You know, you just, you have no power. You have no way of getting to your next place, to your next step with the Lord without the Holy Spirit. Right. That is so, I mean, what would we do, my, 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 what would we do without the Holy Ghost? He is so absolutely wonderful. And I know that uh, Jesus uh, said that I, you know, it's expedient that I go away. If I don't, if I don't go, if I don't go, then I'm like, the comforter cannot come. 
And I, you know, I I don't leave you as orphans, but I I will I come to you, you know, in the form of the Holy Ghost. And the the Holy Ghost is so important and he's such a and he's a person, he's not a dove. It's a symbol maybe of the dove, but and the fire is a symbol, but he's not fire, he's not a language, he's not a prayer language. And he's not these different things that are symbolized. It's a, maybe been symbols in the Bible, oil and things like that. But he's the precious person. He's the third head of the of the um, it's the third person of the Godhead. And he's just so absolutely wonderful. And he's he's a good person. He's good, 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 good. And the awesome thing is that uh, the awesome thing is that all of, uh, um, that he he is. You know, I mean, like, as I was saying, he's a third person, but it's actually God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and God is in heaven, and Jesus, after he died, was buried, resurrected, is seated at the right hand of the Father, ever living to make intercession for you and me 24-7, and then the Holy Ghost is here on earth. I mean, he's omni, omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent. So omnipotent means he's all-powerful, omniscient means he is um, all-knowing, and omnipresent means he's everywhere, he's present everywhere at once. So while he's with me right now, Donna, he's with you, ministering to you in a different way, and he's ministering to the listeners in a different way because he knows exactly what we need. He is so totally awesome, and I it's my desire to get to know the Holy Ghost better and better and better all the time, and just to where he's like my best friend. I mean, to where you and I, when we talk on the phone, we hold a conversation. We talk about our lives and and you know getting to know each other on a on a friendship relationship. That's what I I I, I want to do with the Holy Ghost. I want to get to know him better. How do I get to know him better? I get to know him better in His Word. I get to know him better by prayer. I get to know him better by listening after prayer and I get to know him by worshiping and praying and I just want a deeper more intimate relationship with him and somebody wants these it's about intimacy and if you could visualize the word intimacy and you could you could break it down and like if you you could say into me see intimacy so this person was doing like a little illustration. They put their two hands and they cupped it in front of their face. And then they said the words into and they started to open their hands over their face. And then they said into me see. Does that, you know, is that a good visual like into me see intimacy? Does that make sense? It does. It does. It's, you know, it, it and, and that's exactly what it is. We have to, to be... Uh, willing to open ourselves up completely to the Holy Spirit um, and to get to get to know Him, and in in having that relationship, the only way you're ever going to have a relationship with anybody, even in the natural, is by spending time with them. It takes time to get to know someone, and you know, Deborah, you and I are a real good, uh, I think, example. You know, sometimes. We, you know, we'll get on the phone and we'll get to talking with each other. And before we know it, an hour and a half or two hours has gone by. And we've just been sharing and, and, and talking and encouraging each other and everything. 
and that's what we need to do when we're with the Holy Spirit. We need to make sure we take that same time to spend with, with Him. Uh, you know, not to just say a quick prayer and then get busy with everything else. You know, if if you called me and and I rushed you off and we talked for you know three minutes and rushed you off, we wouldn't know as much about each other or be able to plan some of the things that we've worked on together and all without spending that time together. And if we don't spend that time with the Holy Spirit, then we're not going to get to know Him, and we're not going to allow Him to get come into our lives. And, you know, we we have to be open. We have to be honest with Him, to be intimate with Him. We have to allow Him into every area of our life and not try to hold back a part of us. Right, I agree with that because I think um, a lot of it is, especially when people are first starting to get to know each other, like you and I, you know, we're starting to get to know each other and the more we spend time and, and, you know, talking to each other or in each other's presence um, on the phone or in, you know, however the case may be, then we're spending that time, we're getting to know each other. And it's the same with the Holy Ghost. I mean, you and I are first, we're, we're developing our relationship, so we're getting to know each other. And I think with the Holy Ghost, we, we wanted, the more time we spend in His presence, especially getting starting to get to know Him, is, is the more we're going to get to know Him, the more we're going to know His ways. He already knows everything about us. He knows our favorite colors. He knows the flowers we like. And he knows if we like to look at the sunset, if, if you know, he knows everything. He knows us better than we do ourselves. And he's very, very important. And and, it, it, and I think another thing is talking through, to him throughout the day as we're doing our dishes, as we're even sitting, uh, looking outside, whatever it is we're doing, walking to the mailbox or whatever the case may be, because just, not necessarily jibber-jabbering all the time, but talking about something, like you and I would talk about something, if I'm thinking, if it, it, say for example, as I was saying earlier, having the Holy Spirit, having Him as my friend, talking to Him about things like I would talk to you about things. And some of the things may be personal or they may be just something like an attitude I've got and I want to adjust that attitude. I want to tell Him, look, you already know how I feel. You already know how I think about this. I want to tell you how it is that I feel because you already know, and that's part of what a relationship is anyway. So as I'm going about my day, speaking with him, telling him how I feel, waiting for him to respond so I can listen to what he's saying, but, but you know, talk and having a conversation back and forth. But also part of a relationship is, is the art of learning to listen as well. Because seeing what he has to say, what his desires are, his wants and his needs, and as we, the more we, time we spend in his presence, the more, um, the more we're, we're, uh, we can follow his promptings and leadings and his his guidance and just his fellowship with him. Amen, amen. And you know, it's just like. Um, with a married couple, if you've ever seen, uh, you know, I'm sure everyone has at some point, they have, have run into, you know, an older couple that they have been married 30, 40, 50 years, and they have spent so much time with each other that they actually become alike. The way they, 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 their facial expressions, the, the, the way they act, 
is it is so much alike that they, people say they even after a while begin to almost look alike. And the reason that is is because they start to reflect that the uh, their their the other partners. Uh, facial expressions, the 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 way they react to things, the the way they talk, um, you know, it all become gets blended in together, and it's the same way with us with the Holy Spirit. If we'll spend that time with Him, after a while, we'll start to look like Him. We'll start; it'll start to show. You know, people will see the, the Lord in us. In, in our lives and in the way we walk, the way we talk, the way we re- you know, the way we act and the way we react will be more like what he would do because we've spent that time with him. Right, I agree I agree with that and and I I was looking up in uh in um as you were talking and I was just looking up on here and I was looking at John sixteen seven is where it says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. That's the King James Version. I prefer the New King James, but they're all different versions. But it gives you an idea because it's, it, it, it was expedient. And yes, even though... They didn't want him to go away. He was actually coming to them in the form of the Holy Spirit. And I just want to quickly define, um, uh, nowadays, uh, we have to define uh, that when we're talking about marriage, we're we're speaking um, of a biblical marriage. And the biblical marriage uh, defines the marriage between one man and one woman in a monogamous relationship. So that's what we're referring to when we speak of marriage here. And in and as you were talking about, uh even starting to look alike and things like that, and also taking on the same mannerisms and also the same characteristics. Like I know that our pastors they they've been married, they're celebrating thirty three years of marriage this coming week. And with them, uh, you know, he often talks about how uh, she's taken on a lot of his characteristics, like like things, uh, and she, he's taken on a lot of hers. So basically, who you what you hang who you hang around is is what you end up uh, taking on. You know, you end up being like that person because you you rub off on each other. And also, a lot of that is due to the fact that uh, because married couples, the biblical marriage of one man and one woman are one flesh, and spiritually, since they're one flesh, they start more and more after the time taking on the physical characteristics as well. And in that one flesh, also remembering that the Holy Spirit is in the center of that one one union between the married couple, the man and the woman. Amen. Amen. And you know, the the one thing that I keep keep remembering, um, as you know, I I was married for for years. Uh I lost my husband a few years ago. Uh he went on home to be with the Lord, but we had been together for so long that we could be sitting there and discussing something or, or maybe be even be in a group and things and would be talking and all. And before he even said whatever it was his answer would be to something, 
I would know. I already knew before he said it. I knew because I knew him so well. I knew exactly what he was going to say. I knew what his response was going to be. I could have answered for him and, and, and him for me and answered as well as he could without us ever saying anything to each other. And, you know, that's how I want to be with the Holy Spirit. I want to know him so well that whenever anything good, bad, or indifferent happens in my life, that I am going to re- be able to respond in the exact same way that the Holy Spirit would respond. Right, and I think that's what it, and and even, and I understand what you're saying, but I think even, even walking in, it's the same as being instant in season and out of season, walking in the Spirit 24-7, Allowing, giving the uh, Spirit, Holy Spirit permission to take over if we want to start, you know, if we want to, if, if we're tempted, I should say, not that we're tempted to get in the flesh, then walking in the Spirit and allowing the Holy Ghost to to take over and and respond like, like he would have us respond, you know, walking in love and in the fruits of the Spirit. I'm just going to quickly give out the give out the guest call in number for the listeners in case anybody wants to call in with a comment, a question, a prayer request, anything, any comments on the show or any other thing. Uh, the the call in number is area code six four six 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 eight two zero nine three. That is six four six 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 eight. Two zero nine three. Feel free to call in, and we'd love to be taking your calls. Donna, back to you. All right. Well, you know, and it it, it really is. You know, we cannot go out. We are not equipped to do what the Lord wants us to do, what He would have us to do without His Holy Spirit. Um, you know, I wouldn't know begin to know what to do or, or how to go about doing anything without the Holy Spirit having that control in my life. Uh, you know, not that I am where I really need to be at 100% yet, but I'm getting there a little closer and a little closer every day as I keep spending time with him and keep, uh, you know, working on our relationship. Right. I understand what you're saying. I I know that uh, it's it's all about working on the relationship, and I know that I hear people who've been married how they talk about uh, it's important to to spend that time together and and do the uh, you know to operate in the other person's love language, whether that whether that love language is affirmation, quality time together, gifts, or um, any of the other two, which I'll look up online, but um, and, you know whatever those, whatever that love language is, and also important to take that person out, your your wife or your husband, out on it on to, for both of you to go out on a date night, and and spend that time together and go out and do, have a romance with just you two, and you know the children are taken care of by a babysitter, the same 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 kind of aspect you know because in the uh in the holy in in the in the bible it talks about how god compares 
the marriage uh, with a with the church, church. I mean, the church with the marriage, and how it's like. Uh, and then also, he's our he's everything that we need, and so it's the same sort of sort of thing with uh, treating it like that relationship as well. Yes, yes, it is. It's you know, it's it very much is. You know, because, you know, the, the the Word tells us that we are the body of Christ. He is the head and we are the body. So it is a, a joined relationship. And, you know, the the body can't go anywhere without the head. The head controls, you know, where you go, what you do, or it should. You know, some people just sort of run out and, and do things that they shouldn't do and, and, and all. But, you know, when when you allow... When you think about what you're doing, when you spend time and plan ahead of time of what you're going to do and all, things work a lot better than when you just rush out and do it. And it's, you know, the same with us as the church and the body of Christ. When we spend the time to let our head show us what the next thing we need to do is, what the next step we need to take in life is. Because, you know, God is, he is interested in every minute of our lives. He's interested in every aspect of our lives and in helping us to do everything, even the, you know, even our jobs and all. He's interested in that. He wants to bless us in these things. He wants to help us in these things, but we have to be learn how to rely on him and follow his lead in everything we do in our lives. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that because it's very important to follow his lead because we don't know when that that uh you know follow the promptings and the leadings of the holy ghost because we don't know when he's warning us uh for something and so bring danger and so we don't we don't know exactly what it what is happening and that's why it's very very important to to follow him and his promptings and leadings. I remember one time uh somebody was sharing on the uh on the fact of um how they they were out and they were doing um mulch. They were out there with some guys doing putting out mulch and all that. And um and uh they were riding in the back of a pickup <clears throat> and this one one of the guys you know, he was very close towards the edge there uh, of the, you know, the edge of the back of the truck. And so, and it was about for five seconds, he felt like it was, it was almost like he felt like this. It, it felt, I, I think he heard the Holy Spirit say to him, you know, move inside the truck. And, and he's thinking, oh, I don't want to move in the truck or he didn't act quick enough. And within 10 seconds, he fell off the truck, hit his head, and was in bad shape for a while there. But, um, you know, he was thinking back and how if he would have listened, it would have prevented all of that. So it's very important to follow those promptings in leadings, whether it's in dreams and visions, or, but also realizing that the dreams... If it's not a pizza revelation, it's not a pizza dream where you haven't eaten too much before you went to bed and you have some crazy dream, but knowing that it's from God, 
if you have a dream saying from some angel come to you saying, go kill somebody, that's not of God. I mean, if you have some wacky dream, it's not, you have to be careful and using discernment, using the wisdom to know if it's from God or not. And how do we know if it's from God? Because it's going to, it's going to follow the Holy Ghost and it's going to, um, it's going to follow the Holy Spirit, and it's also going to uh, it's going to follow the word of the God word of God, and it's going to get going to give us a peace as well. It's going to give us a, we're going to have a peace about that, and uh, um, so I think Amen. that yeah. that in itself is very important. Yes, because everything that is is of God um, is is going to line up with the Word of God. He's not going to uh, tell you something or or ask you to do something that does not line up completely with the Word of God. So you know it, that's why it's so important. And and uh, part of the way we spend time getting to know the Lord and the, and and the Holy Spirit better is through the Word. Because you know I hear people say all the time, you know. I, I, I wish, you know, God would send me a word. He'd send somebody along with the word for me from him, so I'll know what to do. Well, if you need a word, go get your Bible out. He gave you all the words you need. That is very true. That's very true. That's a very, very good point. I've often heard the <clears throat> acrostic basic instructions before leaving earth as an acrostic for the Bible. Yes, and, uh, you know, I was thinking about how when people like you and I start to get to know each other as friends and um, talking, and like you said, before we know it, a couple hours goes by. And, you know, it's it's the same with uh, couples when they first start dating, like a, a man and a woman, talking about a biblical couple, biblical relationship, a man and a woman, and they start dating. And, um, you know, and then they, they are... Uh, on the phone for hours, they fall asleep with the phone in their hand, and and they're just really getting to know each other. Oh, what's your favorite color? And what's this and that and the other? You know, just always spending time. And but but then, I think it's very also it's vitally important that when when the um, when they are after they get to know each other, and after they you know, to have those times to where it's not just taking the person for granted because so many times you hear about examples of marriages or relationships that they first start off and the romance is there or the but then uh, once once they married they figure, well, I I've already got them and, you know, I won them and I don't have to put makeup on and he's thinking, Well, I don't have to, you know, dress nicely, I don't have to open her car door or open her doors for her or anything like that and they're taking each other for granted. And I think it's very important, very, very important not to take the Holy Spirit for granted because he's so special. He is so precious and he's so important to us in our lives. So I think also once we get to know him to to pursue to keep pursuing him like in a, in a, any good marriage where they're still in love, it's because it takes work and because he still courts the lady just like he did when they were dating when they're married. 
Amen. Amen. And, you know, it would be a, a pretty sad marriage if after, you know, you, you did all your courting and you got to know each other and, and all, if the only time, you know, when, when my husband would come home from work, uh, if the only time he ever spent talking to me or, or having any communication with me is if he when he needed something, you know, or are you going to cook my dinner? What's for dinner? You know, if that was the only thing he ever did was he only, you know, communicated with me when he needed something from me, it would, you know, we would not have been able to make it 34 years. It just would not have happened. And you know, it's the same way with the Holy Spirit and, and, and all. We need to make sure we don't only take the time to to spend time in prayer and spend time in communication with the Lord just when we need something, when something's not going right, when we don't feel good, when we need a better job, when we need a financial miracle, whatever it is, you know, we need to make sure that that's not the only time that we're going to him and spending time talking to him. Right, I agree with that because if um what would it be like if every, um the only time you called me is if uh you needed something like if you needed help with um a ride someplace or you needed uh help packing something or you just needed help with anything and that was the only time you called me that would be kind of a bummer. <laughs> it would be it really would be, and it would well, get to where if I called you. Sorry for the interruption, but the same vice versa. Right? Yeah, yeah. It would get to where after a while, you know, uh, you see my number come up, and you almost not want to answer it. Right, right, and I, I think that. So, I mean, I know that the Holy Spirit He longs to fellowship with us, He longs to commune with us, and. It's just it's it's important. I, I mean, he even he just he his thoughts are are so. I mean, they're they're countless towards us. They're, they're he thinks about us nonstop. It's like we're the only person in the in the world to him, even though because he's everywhere at once. But we're the apple of his eye. We're we're he's, we're so very 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 important to him. That's right. That's right. We are important to him, and he loves us so much that he is constantly standing there waiting to talk to us, waiting to fellowship with us. Um, You know, if we're not having that fellowship with him, it's not because of him. It's because of us, because he is always there. He is never going to leave us. He's never going to forsake us. He's always standing there waiting going, you know, with his arms open, going, come here, come here, talk with me, talk with me, ask me, listen to me, I'll, I'll help you, no matter what the situation is. That is so true, and he wants to be a part of our day, the Holy Spirit wants to be a part of every every move that we make, he wants to be a part of it, and he wants to be a part of every little every little decision that we make. He wants to be a part of that because he is, he cares about us. He he loves us. Like I said, he wants to be a part and he's just so totally, totally awesome. And he is, he's exactly who we need and what we need. And um, in fact, uh, um, I one time, 
uh, I mean, the Holy Spirit, he, you know, like I was saying, he's every single, every single thing. And, uh, you know, in Psalm 139.17, it says, How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. Now, if you assume a grain of sand has an average size and you calculate how many grains are in a teaspoon and then multiply by all the beaches and deserts in the world, the earth has roughly, and we're speaking very roughly here, and this that we have 7.5 times 1,018 grains of sand, or are you ready for this number? Seven, yes. seven quintillion five hundred quadrillion grains of sand in the entire world. That is seven quintillion. 500 quadrillion grains of sand. In other words, you are always on God's mind, and he thinks of you at least 7 quintillion 500 quadrillion times a day. Wrap your mind around that one. Yeah, you, you you know you just can't do it. Our minds can't. You know, we in the in the natural. You know, you start getting into the millions and billions, and you can't. You you know, you have a hard time wrapping your hand around it. You know, people that are are multiple billionaires. You know, we can't fathom really what what that consists of. So when the numbers you know start getting up even to a billion, it it, it gets real hard to to fathom that. And you know, I. I would be elated just knowing he he thought of me a billion times, and yet he's going so many more billions over that of the thoughts he has towards me every single day. That's not in my lifetime. That's not in a, a year. That's not in a month. That is every single day. That's how many thoughts he has of us. And then the Word also tells us that all of those thoughts, everything he thinks about us is good because only good and precious gifts come from above. That is so true. And uh, I'm going to quickly give out the number again in case anybody wants to call in. The number is 646-668-2093. That is 646-668-2093. And I was, um, uh, so it with that there, so back to you, Donna. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it just, it, it, and we just cannot even begin to fathom the, the endless thoughts and the endless love that God has for us. But knowing that it is there, that it is endless. You know, why would we not want to spend time receiving that and getting that? I mean, you know, there are so many people in the in this world today that walk around, they're lonely, they're depressed, they're 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 you know, they're sad, they're 
all the things that, that come against them in life because they don't feel like they have anybody. And all of us at some point in our lives can feel that way no matter how many people we have around us. Because simply because we are not just turning towards God and, and, and accepting and receiving all of this that he has for us. Because he doesn't have it for us just so he can say, see what I got and you can't have. He has it because he wants to give it to us. He's trying to give it to us. If we will just take the time to turn to him and say, here I am, Lord, I need you. I need what you have. I want what you have. The, you know, the, the, the greatest desire in my life is to have what you have for me. Because I'll tell you what, I know in the natural what I have, and I know in the natural what I can do and what I can get. And I'd much rather have what God can do and what God can give me than what I could do on my own. Right. That is so very true because I know that that um, I, as you were talking there, I was looking up Psalm 139, and I'm going to read several verses of it. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm going to read a lot of it. It's Psalm 139, and I'm reading from the New King James Version. And actually, it's got like a little subtitle over it, and it says, God's Perfect Knowledge of Man. Oh, Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thoughts afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You have hedged me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into hell, you are there. If I make my bed, I'm sorry, if I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me. And then I'm scrolling down to, uh, that was verses 1 through through 10, and then... um, Also, on oh, and then continuing, it says, If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, or even the night shall be light about me, indeed the darkness shall not hide from you, but the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you. For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet 
unformed. And in your book, they all were written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. And then scrolling down to verse 23, it says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties and see if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And that right there is so awesome. It's talking about even before he formed us in our mother's womb, he knew us. And even be, he, he knew the number of our days and how many there would be before we were. Amen. Amen. And you know, how many times have you talk, been talking with somebody or heard someone talking and they, and they make the statement, well, you, they, you just don't know. You just don't understand. You can't understand how I feel. You can't understand where I'm coming from. Well, you know, uh, that's true a lot of times. We can't understand how how someone else truly feels. We can't understand where where they're coming from in their lives because we're not in their lives to that point. We don't know what their emotions are. We don't know what their feelings are. But God knows. He says he knows our thoughts. He knows everything there is about us. So he knows how to give us exactly what we need when we need it. That is true, and he understands us uh, better than we do ourselves, better than anybody could ever, ever, ever understand us at all. Um, I mean, that right there is, 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 you know, nobody understands, and you're right, sometimes they don't understand, and they can maybe empathize or have compassion or things like that, but they're never going to totally understand completely. And sometimes we don't even, I I know I'm, I'm speaking of myself. I don't understand my own self sometimes, you know, why do I get crabby? Why do I do this? Why do I do that? And, but he understands me better than I do myself. And he's just right there willing, waiting, waiting for me to come to him, waiting for me to, uh, to let him, let him change the things in me that need changing. Just waiting for me to just let him do what he needs to do and change what he needs to change and just be who he needs to be. Let him be God still and know that he is God. Amen. And you know what is so awesome about that too is he does know, he does understand and he knows everything there is about us, and yet he still loves us. There is nothing we can do to make him stop loving us, to stop caring for us, to stop wanting to give us the best that there is. Right, and that is so true. That is so true. And he is he is so very important in our lives. And he's so, he he just... He wants to do everything like you were saying. Um, 
he wants to do everything in our lives that we need, and he understands us more than anything that we're doing and uh at all and he he just loves us so so very much he does he does he loves us with a never ending love, you know there's nothing that we can do to ever separate us from the love of God. There is nothing that we could ever do to make him turn his back on us. We can turn our back on him. We can walk away from him. That is our choice. He gave us the free will, but he will never turn his back on us. He will never walk away from us. He is always as close as a whisper. If you just call out, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I need you. It's just that simple. Boom. He's right there. All right. I'm here. I forgive you. Let's just go on from here. Let's go on and, and, and do what, what needs to be done because I'm here and I still love you. I've just been waiting for you. Exactly. That is so true. And he he is he is just a whisper away and he's everything everything that we need, the Holy Spirit. Maybe I should quit calling him a him. He's a him, but maybe I should keep saying the Holy Spirit because some people might be tuning in saying, who's he? I used to have this, they used to have this saying when I was growing up and uh, saying if, if we would say him or, or if we say her too much, they say, who is she, the cat's mother? <laughs> so for those of you who are tur- tuning in tonight or are just turning in, tuning in, get my words right, there's a tongue twister. <laughs> but for those of you who are just tuning in, we're talking about different things. We're talking about, um, at first we started talking about um Dr. Frank Summerall was um he did join us online actually before the show actually started but he uh with the weather with the, a lot of rain he is um his uh he got his call dropped a couple of times so um Donna and I uh, well actually before Donna and I started talking I played a clip about about this uh one man uh who lives in, who lived in Australia and how I had talked about how a lot of times it seems like we we might feel that as just one person, what could we do to possibly change another person's life? What could we do to impact the kingdom of God? And this man, after he got saved, I mean, he, he led a he was a radical partier, and he got saved by this this person and uh he he uh you know well I, this person led him to the lord and so he he made a commitment to god and he said he told the father he said father if you if you know he, he was so grateful that he made that commitment he said that he was going to uh he promised to make a, a to witness to at least ten people every day. So to you know to hand to tell them how much God loves him, and he handed out a uh, he gave them a, a little tract telling them about the love of God and 
and you know, I guess in the track it, it gave them that that uh, opportunity to receive Jesus. And then uh, this man, he did not know. Hello. Oh, you're a little bit uh, echoey. You have, have a bit of problem, maybe. Um, but uh, um, he 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 so much. Um, he so much. Uh, he was just. He was just trying. Um, uh, you know, he he was trying to witness to all those people, and he didn't know of one one single time that, at least not that we know of, that he knew that anybody had received had received the Lord, and so he. It wasn't until many many years later that these people. And uh, found you know came to this one particular pastor and all di- on different occasions talking about this one man on George Street in Australia, and they 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 looked this man up and he was fairly older he didn't do much witnessing but they did a calculation and it was over like two hundred fifty some one thousand people that this man witnessed to, and uh, and and two weeks later he died after he found out what uh how many people he had affected and so we can make a difference just one person can make a difference in the life of another person and then and then and then donna she she uh she called and and then we started to talk a little bit about that and about her and what's going on in her life and now we're we're talking about the precious um uh, third person of the Godhead, and that's the Holy Spirit. Amen. And you know, th- thinking about uh, that gentleman in Australia and and how many lives he affected, you know, what I, crossed my mind is, you know, the person, and and I know people know who it is, but I I cannot remember exactly who it is at the moment. But you know, um. There was one person that followed the Lord and reached out and and told people about about the Lord and 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 gave people the opportunity to receive Jesus as their Savior. That reached one one young man that came forward and accepted the Lord, and it that young man was Billy Graham. And look at all the hundreds of thousands, even millions of people that have been reached through the Lord. Because one person reached that one man. Right, and he was the only person, actually, that answered the altar call. That's right. That's right. And, And, you know, people might have thought, you know, well, you know, oh, wow, you know, okay, you had one person come forward. But that one person changed the lives of millions of other people because he accepted the Lord and he followed the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit led him to do in his lifetime and allowed the Holy Spirit to work through him to go out and reach so many millions of other people. Right. That is that is very true. And I'm thinking about how if you're faithful <clears throat> with a little, then you're going to be made ruler over much. And if we're faithful with the little, just even little altar calls or just whatever, whatever the case may be, then then we're gonna you know, even if it's one person answering the altar call, if it's just I mean, 
the uh, Philip was uh, faithful with witnessing to the masses and to one eunuch. So he was faithful with a little lamb with a much. And so it's very important to be to be faithful with that. And I, and I think following the leadings and the promptings of the Holy Spirit, I mean, the Holy Spirit and the Father's love, when I was reading Psalm 139 in those different verses, I was actually, I was actually went to, uh, I was looking up something online. It didn't upload. I'll have to try it when we're off the air because there's some kind of bug in it and it wouldn't um, upload. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to look it up again. And instead of worrying about uploading it right now while we're live, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to, I'm going to give you a heads up. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to play it uh, just through YouTube and then you can hear the audio and hopefully the audio quality will be pretty okay. But I, the love of God is so totally awesome. And our father's love. I mean, you're a mother. It's the same, same as a, you're a parent. I mean, God is our father and, and he loves us. He loves us no matter what. And he's our uh, father is our father. We Sometimes we may not do things that please him, uh, but he still loves us. Uh, his, he loved us while we were yet sinners. He, Christ died for us. I mean, our, he's Abba, Father. He's our daddy. And and he, he wants nothing more than to just allow us to be his father. And so many people on earth, unfortunately, have I think we talked about this last time you and I spoke, but so many people, unfortunately, have lived a life where uh, people who loved them either hurt them, if it was a friend or if it was a husband or or parent or, or, you know, parent figure or, or guardian figure, authoritative figure, where in the name of love, and they said they loved them, but they hurt them, whether it was abused or whatever the case was. And so they look at love as a four-letter word as uh, and they associate it with pain or anger or hurt and things like that. But God's love, our Father's love, He's our Father and He loves us with agape love and that's unconditional love. Amen. Amen. And, you know, we as, as parents in the natural, you know, um, with with my children, um, you know, there's been times they've done things that upset me. They did things that that even made me angry for a for a moment. You know, um, uh, did things that I didn't particularly like. But they have never and never could ever do anything that would stop me from loving them. I might have to correct them. They might not think I love them at that moment because I've had to correct them. But I corrected them. Because I did love them, because I knew they needed the correction to to be able to become better people. Um, and, you know, if we in the natural can be that good to our children and, and only want the best for our children, how much more, you know, Jesus says, you know, if if you in, in the natural can give good gifts to your children and only want the best for them and only want to do good for them. How much more is it that that's what I want to do for you? Because you are my children and I love you with a perfect love. 
I don't get, have any of the human emotions, the human shortcomings to get in, in the way and cause any problems. Everything that I want to give you and do for you is only perfect, and he can give us the perfect love, the perfect gifts, the perfect uh, whatever we need. That is so true, and I'm going to go to what I was looking up on YouTube, and I'm going to play, it's called A Father's Love Letter, so stand by for about eight and a half minutes, Donna, okay? All right. And bear with me while I look it up. It's going to play right now. you are about to experience are true. They will change your life if you let them. For they come from the very heart of God. He loves you. And he is the father you have been looking for all your life. This is his love letter to you. My child, you may not know me, but I know everything about you. I know when you sit down and when you rise up. I'm familiar with all your ways. Even the very hairs on your head are numbered. For you were made in my image. In me, you live and move and have your being. For you were my offspring. I knew you even before you were conceived. I chose you when I planned creation. You were not a mistake. For all your days are written in my book. I determined the exact time of your birth and where you would live. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. I knit you together in your mother's womb and brought you forth on the day you were born. I have been misrepresented by those who don't know me. I am not distant and angry, but am the complete expression of is my desire to lavish my love on you simply because you are my child and I am your father. I offer you more than your earthly father ever could for I am the perfect father. Every good gift that you receive comes from my hand for I am your provider and I meet all your needs. My plan for your future has always been filled with hope, because I love you with an everlasting love. My thoughts toward you are countless as the sand on the seashore, and I rejoice over you with singing. I will never stop doing good to you, for you are my treasured possession. I desire to establish you with all my heart and all my soul. And I want to show you great and marvelous things. If you seek me with all your heart, 
you will find me. Delight in me, and I will give you the desires of your heart. For it is I who gave you those desires. I am able to do more for you than you could possibly imagine. For I am your greatest encourager. I am also the Father who comforts you in all your troubles. When you are brokenhearted, I am close to you. As a shepherd carries a lamb, I have carried you close to my heart. One day, I will wipe away every tear from your eyes, and I'll take away all the pain you have suffered on this earth. I am your Father, and I love you even as I love my Son, Jesus. For in Jesus, my love for you is revealed. He is the exact representation of my being. He came to demonstrate that I am for you, not against you, and to tell you that I am not counting your sins. Jesus died so that you and I could be reconciled. His death was the ultimate expression of my love for you. I gave up everything I loved that I might gain your love. If you receive the gift of my son Jesus, you receive me. Nothing will ever separate you from my love again. Come home and I'll throw the biggest party heaven has ever seen. I have always been father. And will always be father. My question is, will you be my child? And to me right there, Donna, I love that video. I love that video. It's on YouTube. It's called Father's Love Letter. They've got different uh, different versions of it with different kinds of video and images and things like that. But to me, that's a perfect, perfect example of, and that's all obviously, well, for some who don't know that, that paraphrase uh, scripture from the Bible so that's those are scriptures taken from the Bible that people have paraphrased to make it sound um, like, you know, he's talking to us, which he is in the Bible. And Donna, uh, what are your thoughts about that love letter? I think it's beautiful. Oh, I do, too. And, you know, people can, if they, if they want to get um, even a printed copy of that, they can go online and find that and download a printed copy of that. That that they can either just read on their computer or even print out, and on that it gives you for each different sentence. You know, it it gives you 
exactly what scripture it is, where you can find and look in your Bible to find that scripture and that promise from God to us. Yeah, that's a, that's a good thought. And in fact, I I'll, what I will try to do is I will try and find that that link and I will put it in the show description. And I can I will also put a link to the um, video, or you can look up on YouTube. You can just type in their father's love letter, and it'll come up, and you'll you'll know it when it plays what what it is. And so I can put that, and I can also put the the um the link to what you're talking about as well, Donna. Yeah, because that way, you know, you can you can you can look at it, you can read it. I actually have that printed out to where I you know, if I'm feeling down, if I'm feeling low, if I'm feeling unloved, uh, you know, I can go get that out and, and read it to myself and remind myself. And, you know, and like I said, then it also has exactly where to find each one of those scriptures at. To you know, to where I can go and open, go to those scriptures in my Bible and open it up and read it, and and, and reassure myself that that's how much my Father loves me. Anytime I need to, you know, and and that's the wonderful thing about about the Word of God is we can go to His Word no matter what we're going through, no matter what the situation is, and we can find the answers we need, the help we need to anything that's happening in our lives in the Word of God. There's something there. Uh, you know, one thing that uh, Pastor Mark actually is always encouraging, especially the new believers, uh, is to um, go pick up uh, what they call the, a Bible promise book. They're not very expensive. You can get them in any bookstores. Uh, I've actually even seen them on some of the gas stations and all, uh, where they have a little books uh, rack, you know, with with little books. Uh, Walmart, you know, $10, some of them are less. And in those, it'll have uh, headings under it like uh, stress, loneliness, uh, sickness, you know, just all kinds, whatever it is that you might be dealing with, and you can turn to that in those little promise books, and it'll give you like four or five scriptures dealing with the help out of the Bible for every topic that's in that. And they're very inexpensive, and, and it's good to, uh, like I said, especially for new Christians who, who may not know how to be able to use their concordance in the back of their Bibles and all to find you know, the help they need in certain situations, those little promise books are just wonderful for that because it gives you the scriptures already under the headings of discouragement, um, you know, like I said, just uh, stress, um, anything you can think of that basically that you can, you know, that you may come up and may come against you in your life, and it has scriptures there that you can read and stand on the promises of God to get you through those situations. Right. That's a very, very good idea. And uh, Donna, as, as you well know, I, um, before each show, I pray and I ask the Holy ghost. I ask him, what does he want me to do during, uh, what does he want me to do for the show because there's so many different ways that I can take the show. I mean, I could 
I could study a certain thing and think, oh, this might be a good idea or that might be a good idea, but is it a God idea? What does he want? And as I was praying today, I asked him, and like I always do before the show, and I basically told him like I did you. I said, well, Father, what is it, you know, that you want me to do? I could take this so many directions. What what do you want me to do? And I waited um, and I listened uh, for him and I heard him speak this. He said, break the chains of addiction, pornography, cigarettes, and alcohol. Now, uh, so, and I I, I feel that, uh, and obviously he's um, talking about Christians and non-Christians or the backslidden and the 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 saved and unsaved so i'm gonna i'm gonna be obedient i feel like now is actually the time to to pray for that and so father god i just thank you right now that you've revealed this to me to pray for these people i thank you right now god that that you that you meet these people at the point of their need you've asked me to pray for these for, for the specific need and I thank you that told me to pray for this. There is deliverance and there is healing for that. So I thank you that since you know our every need, you know that the people listening now or the, or who will listen are maybe struggling with this or they know of people that are struggling with this. So right now, Father God, I just I come against the spirit of addiction the spirit of pornography, the spirit of lust, cigarettes, the smoking cigarettes, and and spirit the, the the alcohol, the addiction for these things, Father God, I thank you for for touching these people, and I thank you for removing the desire for for taking that desire from them, even even praying, even touching them to give them a desire to have the desire removed, to have that desire gone from them, Lord. And Jesus, we know that you carried every addiction, every every sickness, every disease, every pain upon your yourself, upon your body, that, that we would no longer have to carry it uh, upon ourselves. And I thank you for that, Father. I thank you, Jesus. I, I thank you that you carried all of that weight upon yourself, that we no longer, you broke every chain you broke every chain and you overcame and became the victor so that we wouldn't have to be the victim of the stronghold that that formed in our lives. It's not that people want to be in bondage. It's that sometimes they get out of control because they try that thing once and it's progressive. And Father, we just thank you right now. I thank you for the precious Holy Ghost that 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 ministers to, to these people that are struggling with addiction, the addiction of pornography, the addiction of of cigarettes and alcohol, drug addiction, and and also uh, any of the and, and any of any addiction, but specifically, Father, of course, we pray for every addiction that that be broken. But you specifically asked me to pray to break the chains of addiction, pornography, cigarettes, and alcohol. Those are the words that you gave me. Those are the the addictions you gave me. And Jesus' name 
is above every name. At the very mention of the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue confesses that Jesus Christ is Lord. And that's above, in heaven, in hell, and on earth, at the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is above every single name. And that includes pornography. Jesus is above the name pornography. It's above every name. So pornography You bow to the name of Jesus. Cigarettes, bow to the name of Jesus. Alcohol, bow to the name of Jesus. Drug addiction, bow to the name of Jesus. I break your power in the name of Jesus. I break your power. I curse you. I pull you up at the root. You have no further dominion over these people. You have no dominion whatsoever. I command you to stop harassing them in the name of Jesus. I break your power of addiction. I command you to go search barren desert places, searching for rest and finding none. And I forbid you to go come back with seven stronger. I forbid you in the name of Jesus. You must go and and just keep going and don't ever, ever come back in the name of Jesus. Father God, I thank you right now that you have what is bound on earth is bound in heaven and i thank you that you break every chain right now i break every chain of addiction in the name of jesus by the blood of jesus i put the blood of jesus on you in the name of jesus and i send the fire 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 of god right now in the name of jesus a fire of god the anointing destroys the yoke of bondage and with that anointing destroying bondage the anointing, the anointing, the anointing destroys the yoke of bondage, and and I command, I command the fire of God right now on on you right now, and I put the blood of Jesus on those addictions, on pornography, on lust, cigarettes, on drug addiction, on alcohol, and I command it to be gone now in the name of Jesus. Don't come back. Don't harass these people, and the fire of God right now, and I command, I command it to go. And I speak peace, and and where where the where these entities have gone out, I speak the Holy Ghost to fill those places that where that where it's gone to fill you up to be filled, filled right now with the Holy Ghost, filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Be filled with the joy of the Lord. Be filled with the fire of God. Be filled to overflowing. Be overflowing, filled with the Holy Ghost. And I thank you, Father God. I thank you, Father God, for delivering these people, not only the ones listening now, but the ones who will listen. On, on, And I thank you, Father, for the sound of my voice, that these people are delivered in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father. I thank you for your anointing. I thank you for revealing this to me. I thank you. I thank you, Father God, that since you revealed it to me, it's done. I thank you that you've heard the cry of the people that have been in bondage. I thank you for that. I thank you that you've heard their, their cry and you've revealed it to me. I thank you for that, Father. I thank you that since you revealed it to me, then it, it's 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 taken care of. And that's destroyed. Those things are destroyed. And I thank you. And I link my faith. And I know that even though Donna is, her her phone is on mute right now, I know that she's linking her faith with me and other people who are listening. And I know, Holy Spirit, you're linking your faith with me. And we come in agreement right now that those bondages 
and those chains are broken by the power of the Holy Ghost, by the power of the anointing, by the power of the blood of Jesus, by the power of the fire of God, power of of all of those things. And I thank you by the power of your name, the beautiful name, the name above all names, the mention of the name of Jesus, demons tremble. And I thank you that there's power in that. And I thank you, Father, for their deliverances, their healing, and the breaking of those chains. In the name of Jesus, and I thank you for revealing it. For what you reveal, you heal. And I thank you, Father, that that I know especially uh, whether it's Christian or non-Christian uh, person, a saved or unsaved person, backslidden, whatever the case may be, if it's, if it's us that we're dealing with something, some kind of sin, whether or not it is, is is whatever that sin may be that I know that it's very important that we don't we don't take the we don't take the the um we don't allow ourselves to get into self condemnation because what the devil does is he sets you up for that this is a twofold with him. He sets you up with temptation to sin, and then when you give into that sin, he set he, he then says, "Oh, now see what you did," and he puts you on a guilt trip, and so and and the shame that goes along with it, especially if it's pornography, or even 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 with trying to quit cigarettes or quit alcohol, whatever the case may be, he he tempts you, you fall into that trap, and then he tries to. He tries to put you in, in self condemnation. One day I was I was praying and the, the Holy Ghost gave me the following sentences, very powerful and very true. And this is what he said to me. He says, When you are in self condemnation, you are coming into agreement with the devil and his lies. Why not come into agreement with me and the truth? Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So it's very important that you don't get into self-condemnation uh, regarding these things and knowing that, that you are you are loved by God, that he loves you so much that he told me about, about specific, specifically to pray for that. And I want to let you know also that if nobody's ever told you that God loves you, he loves you, he loves you, he has a great plan for your life. And God forbid, if you should die this very second and you're not sure beyond a shadow of a doubt that you would go to heaven, the Holy Bible reads, we have all sinned, we've fallen short of the glory of God, and the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And whoever calls upon his name shall be saved. So if you want to make sure you're going to go to heaven, mean it with your heart and repeat after me. Just say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And I want to let you know right now, my friend, that all... Of your sins are forgiven you, and all means all. 
always remember to run to God, not from God, because he loves you so much, and he has a great plan for your life. And Donna, what are your, what, I mean, I know you were praying along with me. I, I just put you on mute for a few minutes while I was praying, but I, I know that you came into agreement with me. Just a heads up, we've got about nine minutes left. So I would like to ask you, um, first of all, if you have any thoughts on um, what was just prayed or talked about. And then I'd like you to um, lead people in a prayer to um Receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost and healing or whatever you feel led of the Lord to pray or do or speak on, um, bearing in mind that we have about eight minutes. Okay. Well, you know, the uh, one thing that has been coming to me all through our, the show tonight is uh, how much God loves us, how much he loves us. He loves us with a never-ending love. And I just right now, I want to pray for each and every person that is listening and that will listen even later that to the archives of this. And I'm going to pray and, and, and ask the Lord to just come and reveal himself in a mighty way in your life by, with his love. So, Father, we just come together right now, and we ask that you would come and you would touch each and every person that hears this show, Father God. Lord, that you would touch them in a way like they've never been touched before. Father God, that you would send your love and just wrap them up in your love like a blanket, Father God. Let them see and know and feel how much you love them and how much you care for them. Father God, those that have been delivered tonight, Father God, uh, from these addictions and all, Lord, I ask that you would just fill those areas that are vacant now. Lord, fill those areas with your love, with your love, your compassion, Father God. Oh, Father God, that they will take that love and grow in it and take that love out to the streets, out to their families, out to their friends, out to their neighbors, their, the people they work with, Father God, that your love will be so strong in them that it will flow out of them to everyone that they come in contact with every day, Father God. Lord, just let them know, reveal your love for them. Reveal how much you care for them in a way that they've never known, in a way that they've never experienced before, Father God. Because, Lord, we know that a lot of the, the addictions, a lot of the, the things that people get wrapped up into in this life is because they're missing that love. They're looking for something to fill their lives when what they need is your love. That's all we need is your love, Lord. So I ask that you would come and you would fill them to overflowing with your love right now, Lord. And, Father God, I ask that you would come and send your Holy Spirit, Lord. Send your Holy Spirit on each and every one of them. If they have never received your Holy Spirit, Lord, I ask that you would baptize them with the evidence of speaking in tongues right now, wherever they're at, Lord God. And if you have never ex received the Holy Spirit, you know, it's just as easy as receiving salvation. You know, we pray and we, we ask the Lord to forgive us and to come into our hearts, and He does immediately when we ask Him. And so the next step is you just ask Him. You say, Dear Lord, I need your Holy Spirit. I need that power in my life. I need that strength. I need that guidance in my life. So, Lord, I'm asking you right now to fill me with your Holy Spirit and 
then just start praying and thanking him. And, and the words will start to come to you. It won't be English or, or Spanish or, or, or a language that you already know. It'll be a new language that you're not going to understand because it's coming from your spirit. It's the Holy Spirit speaking through you. But you have to open your mouth and speak it out. So just start speaking it out as it comes. And, you know, what the, 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 the prayer language that the Holy Spirit and the Lord has given me, it's not going to be the same as yours. Don't worry about what it sounds like. Uh, there's times some people, when they first get the Holy Spirit, they only maybe have one syllable, but that's all right. Just keep praying in it and praying in it and use that every day in your, during your prayer time. Spend time praying in it, and it'll come and build up more and more, and it will build you up more. Father, I ask that you just send your Holy Spirit and your fire on every life tonight. Father God, every person that's listening, Father God, if they have not received your Holy Spirit, that you would come now and baptize them in your, your precious Holy Spirit and with the fire and power from heaven above. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. That's, that's awesome. You know, we've got about four minutes, but I, I still feel like there's a couple of things that the Lord wants to do. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to invite all those who are listening live right now while we've got about three minutes and 55 seconds. Call. If you want to listen to the rest of this live, it's going to cut off in about three minutes and three and a half minutes. And when it cuts off, it'll still record and you can listen to the rest of it. But I feel there's a couple of things that the Lord wants to do, and I, I don't want to just cut him off when he's moving right now. So you can call 646-668-2093 in order to listen to the rest of this live. If you're already online, I mean, if you're already called into the studio and you're one of the callers that's in there, like uh, Donna's called in, uh, we have a, a couple other callers that are already in the studio now, you don't have to worry. You can hear the rest of the show if you choose to. Just let you know that we're going to go over the usual time. If you need to leave, that's fine, too. But you're more than welcome to to stay on, on the line. I don't think it will boot you. I'm not sure. This has never happened. So if it boots you, I apologize ahead of time. Um, but just try and stay and see what happens. But um, it shouldn't boot you because the last time Donna was on, she was on the phone and it didn't boot her. We just were. So as long as you're in the studio now on the phone, you can listen to the rest of it live. If not, and you're you're live right now, go ahead and call 646-668-2093. 646-668-2093. And you can call in. Um, if you're unable to call in right now for whatever reason, then uh, be sure and listen to um, the rest of it because it's gonna it's gonna end in the the regular time slot is gonna end in two minutes. And once again, if you're already in the studio and you're listening to me from the studio from your phone, you can listen to the rest of it. So. I just want to make that clear. I know I reiterated and I was kind of redundant, but I wanted to kind of make it clear, Donna. So I just feel right. like... Right, and also, is- if they do get booted off, that they can still go back later and listen to the archive, and it will carry up to another hour after we actually go off the air, and they'll be able to hear all of it on that. Right, right, exactly. And, uh, yes, and or on Facebook, if it's... Yeah, wherever the archive is. 
wherever the archive is. So um, I know we've got about less than 90 seconds. So um, so they can listen to that. But I feel just like in, but if they're on the phone, just like you, they're going to be fine. But Donna, yeah. we're just going to continue now because it's going to record everything anyway. So, um, you know, Donna, I, I just feel like, I, I want to feel like I am at church. I want to follow their example. I feel like the Holy Spirit has some more things to do, and I don't want to cut him off because of a of a you know. Usually the show is two hours, but I don't want to cut him off when I feel like he has other things that he needs to do. I don't want to quench him in that area because I feel like he's not finished. Yes. Yes. And and I agree. I feel like that there's, you know, what I feel, uh, Deborah. I feel like that there are people out there that have been listening that are really hurting. They're they're hurting because they feel the the not loved, like we've talked about. They they're in a point in their life where they just feel so lonely and so desperate, and and you know they don't don't know where to turn um, because they. No matter what the, where they go, who they turn to, it's not giving them what they need, and and they they just almost feel a desperation of needing something, and they don't know what it is. And you know, as we've been saying this whole show, all you need is Jesus. All you need is Him and His Holy Spirit. And if you will just reach out to Him, just whisper His name and say, come. He will come and He will minister to you. He knows what you need. You know, Deborah and I, we, we don't know what everybody needs. We don't know what anyone needs except ourselves. Uh, sometimes we don't even really know what we need. But the Holy Spirit knows exactly what you need. He knows exactly where you're at and what you have need of. And He wants to be real to you. He wants to fill your life. He wants to heal that hurt and that emptiness and that loneliness that you're feeling. Right. And, uh, you know, um, only, only he can fill, only he can fill the God spot because we're born with a God sized hole basically in our, in our, in our, in our soul and our, that our spirit basically that that only God can fill, um, and so the things that people are searching for in this world, whether it's it's uh, they're trying to fill it with something else because they don't know, they don't realize until they meet until you know somebody introduces them to to God, they don't realize that what they're doing with whether it's you know pornography, sexual sin of any kind, uh, whatever it is, if it's cigarettes, drugs, alcohol, they're trying to fill what only God can fill. And, um, and, uh, I, I was, uh, thinking earlier today, I had gone to the store, I'd walked to the store shortly before the show, Donna. And I was, as I was walking, uh, somebody was standing there uh, smoking and I had to pass them. And so I wasn't trying to be rude, but I just, I put my, I kept, uh, my hand over my nose, and I, I, I'm, I'm not condemning that person. I just didn't want to choke on the smoke because it's very, very overpowering and pungent. Well, I, I, I used to smoke. I, I smoked very for for years. I smoked when I, I was a kid, a teenager. I was introduced to it. I thought I was cool and all this stuff. Yeah, right. Okay, whatever. But I thought I was cool. 
So the cool thing to do back then, at least one of them to be in with a quote in crowd was to smoke cigarettes. So, and to drink and to smoke pot and all that stuff. But I, you know, I smoke cigarettes and I tell you what, I remember I only did it because I, you know, because I wanted to fit in. Well, I didn't know any better. You know, I wanted to do a popularity peer pressure and, you know, so I, I tried the cigarette and I, and I remember I, I, when I was smoking the cigarette, I thought I did I didn't even know how to inhale it or what what that. And they told me they said just and they they taught me how to inhale it. I got the biggest awful most terrible head rush. I thought I was going to pass out. And for a lot of times after that, I would I would pretend like I was smoking the cigarette and if somebody looked at me I would I would sort of in I would sort of put it in my mouth but I, I would try not to inhale because I really hated it. I did not like the cigarette at all. I was just doing it to be popular and people were like, Oh well you're you you know, why aren't you smoking cigarettes, et cetera and so what I did was I um you know, would do that but then people sometimes would notice that I wasn't inhaling, they'd say, Oh, you you gotta inhale and all this well I did that enough times where I got addicted to the cigarettes and then, you know, depending on my stress level, which or really basically it doesn't have to be stress level. I mean, you, it, once you're addicted, you just smoke anyway. So I was smoking the cigarette and uh, and as I said, I, I, I reached a point where I had, even though I wasn't inhaling all the time, I inhaled enough times where I got addicted to it. So I I I reached a point where I I I think I I first started smoking cigarettes when I was 12 years old and and uh you know I'm not going to tell you how many years cuz I'll give away my age ha <laughs> ha but I smoked for a really long time and I uh I uh <laughs> I quit I finally quit praise the living lord because I I, I, the Lord, the Lord took, took away the desire. I tried to quit. I told him, oh, I'm going to try this, that, and the other. And thank God that I, 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 God delivered me from cigarettes and I, I, I have, I have not smoked, uh, um, you know, a cigarette since. And in fact, I don't like the smell of cigarettes anymore. It, it's just, and and it, once again, I want to reiterate, I'm not condemning anybody that smokes cigarettes or who has a problem stopping with cigarettes. It's very hard to uh, quit smoking cigarettes. In fact, I hear that it's harder to quit cigarettes than it is heroin, cocaine, and one other drug um, all combined. So I understand, but, but know that God told me to pray to break the chains of addiction and specifically in those there were three three of them I just happened to add a, add a couple other ones and they were por- pornography cigarettes and alcohol so since cigarettes was mentioned then you're going to you're going to be you you just I I can relate I know what it's like to go through the withdrawal but I'm here to tell you if I can do it and uh, I have been set free from that for a significant amount of years. And like I said, I'm not going to say <laughs> my age thing, whatever it's a thing women have. We don't like to talk about our age and our weight. So it's just the way it is. But <laughs> let me tell you, <laughs> let me tell you, it's been long enough. So I'll tell you that much. And I I just, um, now I would have told them, but the only thing was I told them when what age I started. So I'm going to leave that alone. 
But right. I want to tell you, it's been it's been long enough. It's been a significant amount of years that I have that that God has delivered me from the cigarette. And uh, um, I'm echoing on your end. I can hear myself talking on your end, Donna. Is is the feed on or? Uh, I I'm not hearing the echo. Oh, okay. Well, maybe it stopped now. My probably my end, maybe. But just checking. But um, I've been um, I've been uh, I've been God's delivered me for the, and uh, for that amount of time, and and I'm I'm grateful, and I'm not condemning anybody that's struggling with it. I'm just letting you know that if God told me to pray for that, then there's healing, there's hope, and there's deliverance for for you by the power of the blood and the power of the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And you know, you don't you don't have to go through when when God comes in, he doesn't do something halfway. It when you allow God to come in and deliver you, and I mean completely deliver you, he is going to deliver you and he's going to take away the the the, the cravings, the withdrawals. You you don't even have to go through all that. Um you know, I smoked for many years, um, and and I'll just tell you, I won't tell you when I started smoking, but I, <laughs> I smoked, for, I smoked for over thirty five years, uh, and at some points I smoked two to three packs a day, um, and that's a lot of cigarettes. You know, that's a lot of smoking, and I had reached the point more than once in my life that I really did not want to continue to smoke. I didn't like it. I didn't like anything about it. But I was so addicted to it that I continued to smoke, and I I would try to quit, and I might even quit for a few days or maybe even a few weeks. And then something would come up in my life, and immediately I'd go right back to that cigarette, you know. But praise God, he came and he did that work in my life. And it has been... Not, uh, almost 10 months. In about a week, it'll be 10 months since the Lord completely and totally delivered me from cigarettes. And you know, from the day he delivered me, I have not wanted a cigarette. And now I'm sort of like you, Deborah. I cannot, you know, just even in this short amount of time, if somebody's smoking, I'll walk away from them because I don't, I don't, I just, I don't like the smell. And I still, you know, it's been recent enough for me that whenever I do smell somebody, that has just had a cigarette or is smoking at the time, you know, the first thing that crosses my mind is, oh, man, I stunk like that all the time. <laughs> yeah, and, you know. You know so mm-hmm. I can praise God, though, that that he delivered me. But it wasn't until I really allowed him to come, because I couldn't do it on my own. It had to be him that did it. That is very true, Donna, because I know for myself, it's the same the same thing. You're gonna need to keep talking. I got a cough. I'm gonna put myself on mute. So you you take over. Okay. So you know whatever it is, um, the Lord uh, also has in, in my lifetime, and of course now this has been quite some years ago. But the Lord delivered me from drugs. I never was much of a drinker. I've drinking some in my life, but I never liked alcohol. But I did the harder drugs. I, I I smoked marijuana. I did LSD, which was the big thing when I was younger and, and, and in the world and doing these things. And God came, and he just miraculously delivered me. And not only did he deliver me from it and he healed me from it, but he took away all my desires for it. I had no more desires. He filled me up to overflowing with him. 
to where all I had a desire in my life for was for him and not for these drugs, not for this the, this fake um, that, that the world has to offer. Because that's all it is. It's just, it's just a fake substitute to try to fill that God hole that Deborah was talking about a while ago. And nothing, nothing, nothing out there will ever fill that hole and that emptiness in your life. I don't care what drugs you use. I don't care, you know, what alcohol you use or how much you use of it. Nothing will ever take that away until you allow God to come in and fill those areas. So, you know, you just need to to just turn it over to him and 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 allow him to come in and do the work. And you know, it's 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 real easy. It just is you know, getting alone with God and saying, "Here I am. Here I am with with all of me, with all of my my addictions, with all of my 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 shortcomings, all my failings. Here I am. I'm coming to you and I'm giving it to you. I'm asking you to take it. I can't do this on my own. Father, you just come and you take this now and you take it from me and fill me up with you and he'll do it. It's it's really just that easy. Sometimes I think that that's where we run into problems with this because it really is that easy. And we, you know, in, in, in life we think that, you know, no, they, they have the saying, uh, you know, nothing worth having is easy. Well, that's not true because the only thing worth having is, is, is the Lord, and it is just that easy. He made it simple for us that we can just accept him in his fullness with his complete healing, with his complete deliverance. So, you know, it just, like I said, just just get get serious with God. You know, you don't have to go around and, and, and admit it to, to anyone else if, if you can't. You know, it's good if you have a, a, you know, know a Christian, know someone you can go and talk to. But if you don't, all you need is God. You know, just get serious with him. Just turn it over to him and then get in his word and start filling yourself up with his word. And the more you fill yourself up with him and with his word, the stronger you're going to get and the more you're going to be able to stand against any of the cravings, any of the, the, the anything that comes against you to try to drag you back into it. So, oh, there, and he loves you. You know, I just, I just don't know what else to say except just turn, turn, to, turn to Jesus, turn to Him. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. We can't say it enough. He loves you so much, and He wants so much to be everything you need. He wants to come in and fill every area of your life, and mm-hmm. He wants. Yeah. He wants to fill it up with with the best, nothing but the best for his kids. Right. And I know for I know for myself, you're talking about, you know, that you had a a, a journey there, you know, a, a problem with you know the drugs things, and you know myself. I mean, I experimented a, a little bit, um, but it wasn't uh, uh, anything major. Not that. You know, not that any of them are really minor, but, 
um, that I had that I got the, um, you know, mine was more alcohol. I did a couple of little stuff on the side, but mine was more that. But thank God that God delivered me from that. And I was telling somebody, as, as odd as this may sound, to me, of course, the high that you get with the world, you're going to get a hangover, you're going to get a headache, or you're going to be up for days, or whatever the case may be. But it, we have a saying in our church, there's no high like the Holy Ghost high. And the way I put it is it's a, um, it's a, almost like a, what you want to call like a pure high, like a holy high. There's no side effects. There's no, there's no headache. There's no hangover. And it's just basically, it, it's wonderful. It's, it's actually being overcome with his presence and filled. And, and it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a touch and a taste of heaven on earth, a, a touch from heaven to us. So I'm grateful that God delivered me from all of that. And once again, I know I've said a couple of times, I just want to reiterate, I'm not con- condemning anyone. I'm not, I'm not, and, and I, I, I remember when I, you had mentioned on about, you know, did I really smell like that and all that? I, I remember that when I, when I used to smoke cigarettes and, and the, those things, I, I felt kind of bad because I, I knew, I mean, I already knew that I, I was addicted to it. I, I knew I wanted to quit, but I was just like, ugh, why bother and all this stuff. But trust me, if I can do it, anybody can. If anybody can quit smoking, then, I mean, it, it, it can be done. And I just was, I knew that I had those things. So I was, you know, I, I was insecure about it. And, you know, I felt funny smoking around people. If the cigarette smoke went in the direction I tried to move. I was self-conscious about it because I knew that it had a very strong smell. And, you know, and I, I, I know the girl saw me when I was walking by her with, with my hand cupped over my nose. I tried to do it as polite as possible. I didn't give her a dirty look or anything like that. Yeah, I wasn't rude about it. I was just trying to protect myself and my lungs. And I actually should have done that on the way home because there's another person smoking. I'm, I was thinking I was okay, but I was actually downwind and I almost, I almost, I was, I almost started coughing, so I had to cover. But I, I, I know what it's like to be on that end. But I also know what it's like to be on the end of deliverance. And oh, it's sweet, sweet, sweet. And let me tell you, let me encourage you. That will happen to you. You're gonna get through this. You're gonna get through that. And, and, you know, whatever, whatever way areas like smoking, you know, quitting cigarettes, people may say, well, how am I going to do that? You know, what method am I going to use? Or I know for myself that I used, I used the, the, um, I started off, I tried nicotine gum and that didn't work for me. And I, I tried cold turkey. That was like, I could only go so far with that. And even though the nicotine was out of my system, the the emotional part wasn't wasn't out of my the emotional addiction wasn't gone the the part where I associated with it so but um but then I tried the patches the nicotine patches and so when I tried the nicotine patches I would try that but I I'd leave them on I go to sleep with them. And then I'd have these really weird, vivid dreams, and I called the the manufacturer because they said if you had those to call them, 
And he said, well, you don't wear the patch 24 hours a day. That's why you're having that. You're having a bit extra nicotine in you than you normally have when you smoke cigarettes. And so I, I and they said, suggested I put it on at the same time every day. Well, it was around the holidays, and I was having all different odd hours. And before I knew it, 24 hours went by before I, I, I had a chance to patch on. And then 48 hours went by, and I'm like, okay, I don't think I'm going to put the patch on because I'll be introducing, reintroducing nicotine, and I'm already in withdrawal. So I uh, I went ahead, and I I just went ahead and... and I mean, the third or fourth day, the maybe fifth day, I, I had to return something to a grocery store, and I think the manager was asking me something. I, I wanted to just jump over the counter and just like, whoa, shake him by his sh- sh- coattail, his shirt collar, whatever. I was just like, ah. But I got through it, praise God. And and I'm 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 if I can get through it, Donna can get through it. You're gonna get through it, and I I believe that. And as I said, God wouldn't have told me to pray or asked me to pray for that because God's a gentleman. He asks us to do things. He's not going to force us to do anything. So he asked me to pray for you, and I did. And therefore, I know it's going to take place. Donna? Amen. Amen. I do have one thing, though, that I I wanted to add to what you were saying about, you know, the the high of the Holy Ghost is, is, is better than any high that you can get from any alcohol, any drugs or any, you know, anything in the natural uh, and and there's no side effects. Well, that's not quite true, Deborah. There is a side effect. Oh, <laughs> the side effect. The side effect is that when you get high on the Holy Spirit, you want to share it with everybody. You don't want to keep it to yourself. You want everyone, especially your loved ones, to to experience it too. So that is the one side effect is you you'll find yourself wanting to go out and share it with everyone that you know. You you won't be able to keep it to yourself. Right. When you were saying that, I, I thought you were gonna, uh, but you know the the Holy Ghost. He's just that. That's really true because when we, um, you know, when we, uh, yeah, just want to share them with the world. And, Amen. Uh, yes, and I I think I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, if if uh, has God laid anything else on your heart, Donna? Uh no, I don't think so. I think for myself, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray uh, for some certain things. I'm going to follow the Holy Ghost, and then I'm going to give you an opportunity to follow the Holy Ghost and do what you feel feel need to be done. And then I'm going to I'm going to uh, make a couple of announcements and then uh, probably close it out. So right. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to pray for. So if you want to stay on the line, you know, uh, I'll give it back to you. I'm going to pray for some things and then. Because, uh, you know, I, I just felt like with the two hours at the two hour mark when it was closing down for two minutes, I felt like God wanted to do more. So I didn't want to just just do it and just end it out. So, right. And, you know, of, I think maybe part of what it was that what else God wanted to what had done was for people to, that are listening to us to hear and to know that, you know, this isn't something that we're just 
you know, talking about and, and that we don't know that we don't understand because we've both been there. We've both have been smokers. We both have, have dabbled in the, the drugs, whether it was the alcohol or, or other type of narcotics. You know, we've been there ourselves. We've experienced it. So we know what it does to you. And we also know what God can and will do. And he's no respecter of person. What he did for you, Deborah, what he's done for me, he will do for everyone. That is very true, and um, also was thinking about, uh, yeah, I mean, letting them know that we've been through it, and just like you were saying, that that it is, uh, that they can get through it, um, knowing that we're, we've been there on, on both ends. Amen. Amen. Because, um, you know, so many times you hear people talk about and they say, oh, it's just real easy, you know, just quit or whatever, when they've never been there. And people, you know, I, I, I've I've heard them while I was in it, you know, and I wanted to say, oh, yeah, that's easy for you to say because you've never done it. You don't know how hard it is, you know. But this is coming from people that do. They We know how hard it is. We know how hard it is in ourselves to do it and that we can't do it on our own. But we know that God can, will, and has done it. Right, and on Sunday when we were in church, um, Pastor was talking this because he had been doing some um, some posts, I guess, about alcohol in the church and, and should Christians drink alcohol, et cetera. And he asked everybody in, uh, in the church, he, he said, how many of you have been delivered from from alcohol? And he said, please stand and and it looked like almost half of the, of the church stood. There's a lot yes. of people. Anyway, there were a lot of people. So people have been through it. God's delivered them and uh, truly grateful. And uh, it was looking around and seeing this. Is that your, uh, can you hear that when I talk? Uh, you know, I think my phone is starting to go out, so I am going to say goodnight tonight to everyone. Okay. We love all y'all, and thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming tonight, Donna, and joining us. And and uh, it was a nice surprise having you. I didn't know we'd have you tonight, but I'm really glad that we did. You've been a blessing. <laughs> well, it, 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 it was good to be here. I, I wasn't expecting that I was going to be here tonight, but but you know what? Whatever the Lord wants. So we love you guys, and we'll talk with you another time. God bless you, Donna. Thanks for joining us. And uh, everyone, just. Just to let you know that, uh, um, you know, I just I want to I want to let you know about it. I'm going to play a quick commercial, a, a quick promo for. Want to let you know about a Bible college is River Bible Institute. Donna and I, myself, we went there, and uh, so going to play a quick quick promo for you there. On the east coast of Florida's Kennedy Space Center, launching shuttles into outer space. Right here in Tampa, Florida, the west coast of Florida is a launch pad launching revivalists into the 21st century around the world with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you feel the call of God on your life, now we've got two schools here, the one called the River Bible Institute, the other one the River School of Worship. And if you feel called to preach the gospel, the River Bible Institute is for you. You called in the music ministry and worship, 
the River School of Worship is for you. So don't just put it off for another day or month. Sign up today. And those schools are awesome. There's Revival. I'm sorry, River Bible Institute dot com. River School of Worship dot com. River School of Government com. And I am really excited to tell you that River Bible Institute and River School of Worship both offer scholarships. And I have been authorized by the administration of the school to give you a scholarship, free scholarship. You don't have to pay it back. If you feel you have the call of God on your life and you've always wanted to go to Bible college, let me tell you, these are some awesome Bible college. You'll you'll get more of a a revelation of God's word and also be with the anointing and the fire of God. And, I just want to let you know that you don't have to pay back that scholarship. It's it's completely free. And so if you feel you've got the call of God in your life, I give you that scholarship right now. Now, if you feel like somebody's in your life that has the call of God on their life, uh, a family member, a friend, a neighbor, or just somebody that you meet, and you, I give you the, I have been given the authority to give you the authority to give them a scholarship. So you can give away scholarships to your family or friends that you you feel like that's called God on their life. All they have to do is apply online at riverschoolofworship.com, riverschoolofgovernment.com, and riverbibleinstitute.com, riverbibleinstitute.com. River School of Worship dot com River School of Government dot com. So you can apply there and you can also let them know that you heard about it and Deborah from Fire Talk Radio gave them a scholarship. And uh if if they're wondering about it, just tell them to check with with uh the pastor there and uh, it'll be confirmed so if you have any prayer requests you can call 866-857-4837 that's 866-857-4837 and if you would um, our our uh, church their services are on on uh, they are on um Sunday ten AM Eastern Standard Time and seven PM Eastern Standard Time and midweek service at seven PM Eastern Standard Time. And on Thursday is prayer prayer at seven PM Eastern Standard Time. Now, if you would like to um, join those services, then you just you can come in person to 3738 River International Drive, Tampa, Florida, 33610. 
Um, or you can watch online at revival.com. That's R-E-V-I-V-A-L dot com. And I'm going to actually play a clip for you that is a short video introducing the church. I'm Boston Rodney Howard Brown. This is my wife. Adonica. And we're so glad that you take the time to view this today. If you are visiting with us or you plan to make this your home, we want to welcome you. If you're planning to visit us or even to make the River Church your home, stay tuned because we're going to take you on a brief tour of everything that we have to offer here at the church so you can get to know us a little bit better and know what's available for you. So watch this and you'll be blessed. The River Church is located in Tampa, Florida, right off of I-75 Mango Exit. Whether you drive here locally or arrive on one of our ministry buses, there's plenty of convenient parking and designated spaces for disabled drivers. As you enter the lobby, you'll receive a warm welcome from one of our friendly greeters. Stop by the information desk to ask any questions you may have. Spanish translation headsets are also available at the information desk. You can enjoy a coffee and a snack from our cafe. Then browse our bookstore where you'll find a wide range of teaching titles from Pastors Rodney and Adonica. As you enter the faithful sanctuary, make sure you arrive in time to get a great seat. As service starts, we know you'll really enjoy the anointed praise and worship and then be ready to receive from the Word of God. Two additional features of our service is also called in a powerful time of ministry where the Holy Spirit is free to touch and change people's lives. At the River Church, we looked after the whole family. Our nursery, available for one and two-year-olds, is located at the back of the main sanctuary. With dedicated workers, we provide a safe and clean environment for your little ones to play. Our workers not only take care of the children, but spend time teaching them the Word of God at a level that is easy for them to understand. A mother's room is also available for nursing moms and moms with children under the age of one. Across from the main sanctuary is Studio B, our central kids and youth facility. Here, your children will feel safe and secure with our sign-in, sign-out procedures. Not only will they have fun with accelerating interactive games, but they will experience elevated worship and great Bible teaching. At I Am Student Ministries, our thriving youth and young adult ministry, your teenager will meet other youth, encounter the presence of God, and attain a revelation of who they are in Christ. So join us for the main event Sunday morning, 10 a.m., Sunday and Wednesday night at 7 p.m., and Thursday, our corporate prayer at 7 p.m. If you're looking for a church for the whole family where the word of God is preached, anointed praise and worship, where you can get equipped to fulfill the call of God in your life, then the River Church is for you. Right, and 
what a wonderful church it is. Praise God that I'm a part of it. I want to let you know real quick about a ministers and leaders conference at our church from October 19th through the 26th. So that's coming up, and they're going to have special guests, um, musical guest Leland. So I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be awesome to so just let you know about that. And uh, it's been a wonderful night, and I just want to let you know that uh, just say a quick prayer for healing for you. Father, We just you sent your word, and you healed all our di- di- diseases and delivered us from all our destructions. And I thank you for sending your word to these people and healing them from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet. And I thank you for that, Father God, right now for healing them in the name of Jesus. I thank you that by your stripes we are healed. And I give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to thank everybody for listening tonight. I want to thank you for joining us tonight. And I want to... I want to let you know that God loves you, that you're special to him. You are priceless. You're unique. You're accepted in the beloved. And that he He loves you. I love you. And join us on Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Join us at Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Unless something changes, which I'll announce it or promote it uh, on the blog talk and other areas, Facebook, etc. And Saturdays at 8 p.m. unless something changes. Uh, everything is subject to the Holy Ghost and uh, what, what he wants. So to let you know, you are loved, accepted in the beloved, and until we meet again, may you rest in his arms of love and may he envelop you in his love and fill you with his peace. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.